You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 83, the first episode of 2022. 83? I almost said 21 then. Um, I mean, close enough. You're going to be saying 21 for at least the next two weeks. I know it's like well, probably not, <laughs> probably not, probably probably by June. Like so. <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, as usual, I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Um, and I'm Stephen. Uh, we got him back. We got oh. Stephen back. Yay! <laughs> I think Stephen just. I preempted my guest introduction. <laughs> I know. No, that's fine. That's fine. I think Stephen Stephen was on with us about last June. That was about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We, we sent a search party out to Tennessee. We finally got a hold of Steven. So that is why he has appeared <laughs> back again in 2022. And for, Welcome for back, the, Steven. And for those on YouTube, yeah. Steven is currently uh, on some highway. Uh, he's, he's on the run. All right. We're yeah. doing, we're reenacting some OJ <laughs> stuff. We might be reenacting some Blues Brothers stuff. Just bear with us. Okay. Bear with right. us. <laughs> oh, uh, I prefer Richard Kimball, but. <gasps> oh my god we got to be sure to check every in-house outhouse and par- port house in the area oh man the fugitive so good so good yep <laughs> oh yeah why did oh. tommy lee jones have to turn out to be such a crazy bastard in real life anyway <laughs> well they all yeah anyway <laughs> say before we get started jasmine all right so if you are watching us on youtube please be sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel do the things, all of the YouTube things with the liking and, and uh, the subscribing. Uh, and the bell, the bell. It's it's a notification. And yeah. be sure to click to get notifications so that you know when we upload new episodes. Also, if you are listening on whatever your podcast preference is, thank you so much. But we would also appreciate it if you would leave us a five-star review, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser. Thank you very much. Cheese string? Um. <laughs> no cheese. <laughs> no, nobody wants your damn cheese string. <laughs> it can't go through. It can't go through the camera. I can post it to you. I've made it. I've made it ready. Like anyway. Uh, gracious. <laughs> uh, and we're not even going to edit this anymore. So like, not anymore. But today. So anyway, for this month's uh, conversation, uh, we are what well, we have the long-awaited return of Stephen, who yes. already said hello. Um, but this conversation is actually just going to be between the three of us. Um, unusual, yep. I know, but it's just going to be a conversation between the three of us, mainly uh, around a sensitive subject on mental health. Um, and some parts of our own lives are clearly going to be coming through some of our own thoughts and feelings and how we've managed to make it to today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we will probably laugh and joke, even though it is a sensitive subject, but, you know, we're going to try not to cry. Um, can't promise about Stephen. So, um, <laughs> now I see why Stephen doesn't come bet. on very much. Stephen's going to give me, yes, yeah, Stephen's going to give me loads of crap afterwards. Um, or probably during Anyway, what I was going to say, it's all seriousness. I understand this episode isn't for everybody. Obviously, it might trigger some things to different people. So obviously, if it's something you're cautious or worried about and you're not, you're concerned, 
maybe you're not ready to hear stuff so don't listen if you're not ready obviously if you do need help and support please listen equally if this episode just isn't for you like you know tune tune into our previous episodes where we talk about all kinds of films and comics and next Mm -hmm. week we're back for more geek stuff but we just kind of wanted to reflect a little bit and we just thought you know we don't get a chance to chat really that i mean we do chat but chat about ourselves that much so yeah it's a um, it's a get to know us episode but at the same time it's also a way to show you guys the viewers and the listeners that sometimes it it takes a village and us heading into our third calendar year with covid still looming over everyone's heads it's nice to just kind of be able to take a look at things and see you know what popped up what happened how we dealt with it and this being a nerd podcast how geekdom and pop culture kind of keeps us sane during uh, these I mean, difficult times also third calendar year of geeks unleashed oh of the podcast version wow. of geeks unleashed. podcast oh yeah, yeah the podcast version yeah not the actual geeks unleashed so yeah. just for info for anybody listening geeks unleashed used to be a blog which yeah. steven steven and jasmine and myself were one of many writers so. we are the ogs okay with ogs yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well was it well the og well the original original was me a guy called Stephen Hardman and a guy called Kerry Lambert. That was the three original of the blog. Um, and then Kerry left very quickly. And then Stephen Hardman actually stayed pretty close to the end. Um, you guys remember Stephen, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then a guy called Joe Lewis joined, a guy called Chris Romario joined. And then I think you two came along after they did. But in all honesty, there was probably like something like 30, 40 people wrote for the website. Some people might have just done one article a month or whatever but um some people like jasmine used to kill it doing like three episodes three things it was rough guys (laughs) and yeah so but we're going to talk about the podcast later and some more about how the podcast started in a bit but before we go into any serious stuff um whenever we have a conversation episode i always ask the secret origin question like so i'm gonna ask steven um what's your secret origin how did you find an interest in comics and pop culture and what got you in to that medium yeah man uh, my brother um growing up he was like seven you're six and a half seven years older than me yeah and by the time i was old yeah. enough to read he had uh three long boxes of old dc comics legion of superheroes teen titans um all the classic stuff and uh all right i just I just fell into it, got into drawing and still draw for kind of self-therapy the, to this day. Mm. So, yeah, it's, you know, so that's kind of where it all started for me. <laughs> was, there any, was there any sort of favorite comic that jumped out of you, the one that pulled you in? Uh, honestly, man, uh, John Romita um, Sr.'s Spider-Man uh, was probably it. Uh, back then they did all kinds of, cl- like, large format books um oh, yeah. one with spider-man and mobius or morbius and uh another one with spider-man and superman that was uh anyway just <laughs> primarily the art though um it just mesmerized mesmerized me so that's cool um, though what about you jasmine yeah. how did you get in uh my entry was actually movies movies yeah. and tv uh, hmm. the first movie I remember seeing in a theater was Batman. Um, and well, the Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton. Yep. Yeah. Um, and 
I remember being completely terrified of Joker when he shook that guy's hand and fried him to a crisp. So because of Batman, that is the reason that I am terrified of like zombie movies and that kind of thing. Like, because I always think back to that guy that got fried <laughs> with the hand buzzer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like <clears throat> my mom was a huge, huge like film nerd. So she was the one that kind of put that seed. Uh, I used to watch stuff like I ended up watching stuff way above my level. Uh, like I remember Terminator scarred me for life. Terminator is the reason that I am terrified of skeletons. Thanks so much <laughs> Terminator for that. Um, but like all those kinds of like the classic, like eighties movies, that kind of stuff. So movies and TV when I was a very young child was kind of how I got into it. And then I took up reading on my own. Now I didn't start reading comics until I was much, much older, but like I used to read all kinds of books when I was a kid. Um, mm -hmm. So movies and TV kind of pushed me into books. And then when I, I think it was pretty much college was probably when I started reading actual comics. So. So you mentioned a minute ago, like Terminator and stuff like that. Do you have a favorite? Um, was it, who, who did Terminator? Was it my James goodness, Cameron? Confused. James Cameron. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, James Cameron movie? Yeah. Terminator 2. Terminator Jud 2. Judgment Day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Do you prefer Terminator 2 to 1? Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Terminator yeah, yeah. 2 is a near-perfect film, honestly. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think the first one kills the second one. No way. That's no way, me. man. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but the first one is like one of the best sci-fi horror movies. I put it up there with Alien, honestly. Yeah. Ooh, oh, anyway. wow. Yeah. yeah. So. Actually, now I also think Aliens... Is oh, better than Alien. Yeah. So yeah, I think Aliens is better than Alien. I think Terminator Two is better I, than Terminator. Like, but see, yeah, those are both with, James Cameron. I agree with Aliens. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Ridley. Yeah. I like Gladiator yeah. when it comes to Ridley Scott, but uh, mm -hmm. Tony Scott of the Ridley family was my favorite director of all time. Oh, I didn't actually know there was anyone else in the family. Oh yeah, well, directed. <laughs> Tony died uh he oh, okay. it was a car accident or something i want to say like 10 years ago maybe but yeah it's, uh tony tony scott directed uh man on fire with mm -hmm. he did a oh, lot wow. of like action That's... stuff so i i loved tony yeah. scott he he was my favorite director um wow. that's awesome what about terminators three four five six seven eight nine uh, did you go... <laughs> the, the only good thing about terminator three was that they didn't break the timeline like <laughs> yeah Skynet still launched, so yeah. it was like uh, I don't. Uh, this this is a terrible film. I, I recently watched the newest one, the oh god, the one with um oh with the guy where Linda Hamilton comes back. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. I can't even think yeah, of the Dark name Fate. of it now. Yes, thank you, oh. Dark Fate. I can't believe she came back for that. Yeah, uh, oh. I, that was better than Salvation. I mean, I'll give it that much. Like it was not well, as Salvation, bad. the one set in the future. Yeah, that was the one with the Emilia Clark. Yeah. And Jai oh, no, oh, no, no, there was one. Which one was the one set in the future? Oh, was that, that was the a... one? That then what was the oh. other one called? Oh dang, you're yeah, okay. So the one you're talking about was the one with Sam Worthington. That one was okay and Christian oh, was Bale. That... that was Salvation. Yeah, so Salvation, the one yeah, after Salvation, Salvation with Emilia Clark uh, and Jai Courtney. That one was not very good. Oh, Genesis. Oh, Genesis, I, I, thank you. I actually liked Salvation. Yeah, they keep trying I thought, this. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought Salvation was quite a good film. 
So Salvation wasn't bad. I like that we finally got to see uh like the the war between the people that were left and the machines. Yeah. Um but the timeline was really hard to follow, especially because like they made Kyle Reese so much younger, so so young. And like in every yeah. other version of Terminator, like Kyle Reese was the same age as John Connor. So it was like, Yeah, this this is a child, like this is a kid. What are we doing <laughs> with it? How how do we get to this part where this guy is your father? Like, come on, man. Like, how do we get here? Did you guys watch the Terminator TV yep. series? No, but I heard it was fantastic. The first oh. The first, first season. Episodes I, like. I, I love the first season. I never got once I, I, I got behind and then they cancelled it. So then I just never carried on. But like, it's always annoying when you're like, yeah. I've fallen behind and then they've cancelled it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really, yeah. I really, I did really like it. It was a bit, it was disappointing. I enjoyed it. I like, I thought it was, they did, they did something pretty cool. They built a time machine like in the first episode, I remember. And like, then they late leaped forward. Is that right? I think that's how they got around. Like their their times travel stuff, but I thought it was pretty cool that there was that that actress, what's her name, Summer Gayu or whatever her name is. I don't know how you say her surname. Summer Gwell. Yeah, Gwell. Yeah. yeah, and she was the Terminator in the TV series, so and she was pretty cool. So I, I quite liked yeah. that. And Lena yeah. Headey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I know, I know, but I, obviously, I know she's in it, like Game of Thrones and all that. And she's amazing. That was the first time I saw her in anything that I'm aware of. Um, I think I saw so- her in 300 first. Oh yeah, yeah she was in three hundred. Yeah, yeah. you were just about to get pulled over, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, um, going zero miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, obviously we've had a nice little joke. Uh, well, but... you haven't told us your origin story. Oh yeah, crap. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about myself. I forgot about myself. Um, like yeah, so I was um, fourteen. No, I always liked TV and like sci-fi and stuff like that. So I always joke about this with friends that are into sports. So I did grow up in a non-sports household. Like my dad had no interest in sports and loved sci-fi. And I remember the original Lost in Space used to be on and Land of the Giants. And like my mum and dad both liked all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, like they were all repeats, like Knight Rider and was on. Oh, man, um, Knight Rider. I used to watch Knight Rider with my grandmother. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh Darth Vader's bathroom and Baywatch yeah. was on. Bay, Bay, they had Baywatch on too, but that was not sci-fi or pop culture. Um, so, anyway, I think anyway. Baywatch counts as pop culture. I yeah. think it does. It's, it's something. I think it does. It's, it's definitely something. Like, <laughs> anyway, something. <laughs> it's definitely something. Like it's not very good. Like, no, but anyway, not at all. Anyway, so fourteen years old, I'm in art class, and um. I can't remember, we were given something that we had to do, some sort of project. And um, this boy sitting next to me called Liam says to me um, that he was going to go to his comic shop at the weekend. And I went, what? What now? I went, say again. And uh, so he takes me to this comic shop at the weekend. So I said, oh, take me along. So I went with him. And I was like, I, I obviously used to see comics been sold in like news agents, like, you know, you know, like magazine shops and stuff like that, you know, where they sold papers and all that. Um, but I didn't know there was actually comic shops. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. So I walked in and I was yeah. like, oh my God. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> um, so 
Uh, yeah, not when I walked in. So what was going on at the time was Marvel versus DC. Like I don't know if you remember Marvel versus DC. Do you remember seeing? Oh wow, them? yeah. Um, and all the yep. amalgam amalgams and Spider Man was a clone. Peter Parker was not the original Spider Man, although it turned out later on he was the original yeah. Spider Man. Um, and Ben Riley was Spider Man, and we had there's some comics called Superboy and the Ravers. Do you remember those? Um, like, I do. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I came in around like the whole X-Men onslaught thing, found out who the X-Men traitor was, which was weird because I was watching the X-Men animated series on TV around the same time. And <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, like finally found out who the X-Men traitor is. Like, it's pretty cool. I used to love the Spider-Man animated series as well. So that, that boy, yeah. Liam, he actually stopped reading comics about a year after he introduced me to it. But I just carried on. And I still now, like, I'm flipping 40 years old and I've got way too many like so I've got I've actually got like three different racks in my garage with comics like you know there's a lot so um anyway um do what makes you happy yeah well yeah like although yeah. I never get I never get time to read them but you know <laughs> so, um but yeah that was my origin really I just got into that like and even I still really like oh my favorite x-men title of that time was generation x um do you remember that Stephen? yeah um yeah like so I, yeah. that was my favorite x title at the time and um i i got into comics after age of apocalypse but I, um i went back and got all of the age of apocalypse books as well um that i think age of apocalypse had happened like a year or two before um but i remember at the time everybody was talking about it um yeah, so that, that was kind of really me, really, like how I just got into it. And I've just, you know, I've been to comic conventions and stuff like that. And actually, that's kind of my love of comics. So when I was, I want to say like 12-ish years ago, I kind of started, a bit like you with, with um, illustrating, started just writing at home yeah. and stuff. Right, I was writing at home and stuff. And then one of my friends said to me, have you ever thought about blogging? I was like, no not really like uh and then they kind of kind of encouraged me maybe to go on the internet create a blog for myself which i did but my website literally has nothing on it now i took everything down a long time ago um anyway i i got into the a to z um april blogging challenge um and for the whole of april oh, wow. I, ended up, I ended up doing mainly like pop culture type stuff writing about things i enjoyed uh and then i was like oh i like this I think this is a cool idea. So then that's how I actually, that's how the Geeks and Leech blog started originally. It was, um, I ended up, if I hadn't have done that A to Z blogging challenge, I was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't have got into writing about pop yeah. culture. So then I started Geeks and Leech. I just decided to start it. Like I just thought, I was asking loads of people if they wanted to join me and people were all like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And in the end I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to start it. Like, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it on my own. And then actually literally I, started on my own and then Stephen Hardman literally messaged me like within about a day or two of it launching saying can't come right on site and then yeah and then a few people came on there's probably about four or five of us in the beginning and yeah and then suddenly I think it ran for like I want to say like three years maybe um maybe four but yeah it's it was wild. a lot it was yeah. a lot of hard work honestly it was like having an an unpaid full-time job yes at, that's exactly yeah. what it felt yeah. like <laughs> Like and that's what that's what it became in the yeah. end. It became like an unpaid yeah. full-time job. And it went for and that's actually the thing is it was something I really enjoyed in the beginning, had a lot of buzz and passion for it. And then I was like, this is just so 
taking up way too much of my time and it's becoming and actually in the end i wasn't writing i was actually just managing a website and i was like this is not enjoyable at all um so i remember saying to jasmine i think i've got to call it a day like with it and we kind of agreed we did then about couple of years later we kind of tried to bring it back again but then i think we both realized we just didn't care yeah. like um but we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about the podcast how the podcast got started a bit later but yeah that's kind of my scene <clears throat> origin i kind of wanted to talk about a little bit about how the original gigs and niche version one got started as well so now i guess we'll move into difficult question time <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, so Stephen, <laughs> I'll, yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, any of us can go, like whoever speaks first. How have we been yeah. impacted? How has our sort of mental health been impacted by COVID over the last two years? Yeah. Do you want to go? Um, well, I, what's that? Do you yeah, want to go first? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, uh, yeah. Um, Honestly, I, I feel like, so my household is six people. It's my uh, parents who are in their seventies, um, my wife and I in our forties and my kids who are hmm. preteen and teen. And uh, I think all of us have been impacted in a different way, negatively mm-hmm. and positively. Uh, at first I was excited to be working from home. I was excited to be able to kind of make lunches for my kids and to help be a part of their education. But slowly, like, I think the monotony, uh, just, I wasn't even aware. Um, but the monotony, the, um, the constant, like, the constant kind of barricading in with the same individuals, even though I love them, the, yeah. um, <clears throat> the feeling of, never, of having no idea when this was going to end, and the repetitiveness of the day. Mm. Uh, all of those things were kind of building in the background until um, I had a, my oldest child um, came to my wife and I with a, with questions about gender and sexuality. And I don't want to get too deep into my, you know, into our philosophies there, but one of the things that makes, makes it very difficult in a modern context to have those conversations with your child is that, um, there are segments of society that, that almost feel like the, the parents don't have a role there. Um, and it is, that's such a big part of a child's life to be a, someone who really looks at their kids as just a very important aspect of my, of my um, responsibilities on this earth. It was very difficult to, it has been very difficult to navigate that. And that took center stage emotionally and intellectually and i researched we have worked with counselors we have been through and i the way i coped was just diving in completely and almost going in over my head without even realizing it but the problem was that was the that was kind of the the point of impact but all these other relationships that were strained all these other situations that were struggling they they started being amplified because my my cognitive ability to focus on 
maintaining all of these other stressors mm-hmm. on surviving these other mm-hmm. things that were bothering me where normally I could say, okay, this is not a big deal and move on. All of them became bigger problems for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I quit talking to the people close to me and articulating how I was feeling. I started internalizing and, and becoming very frustrated and all of these little things I came to realize they weren't so little. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece of the puzzle for me was before my daughter came to me and talked to me, I was really having a problem with faith and faith has already, Oh, has always been a very critical part of my life, my outlook, my support structure. Um, anyone who has ever grown up in the church understands that there is a tremendous pressure to stay. Uh, you have a, f- you have an intense obligation to your your parents in particular because when a child leaves the church or has doubts about faith or or any of these things the parent depending on how devout they are they have the perspective that that child it could go to hell mm-hmm. and i have a history with my my siblings where they caused a lot of a lot of stress and anxiety for my parents so i was always working to be the good one the one that was low maintenance and the one that didn't cause problems oh boy that's but a lot I, of pressure I just, yeah, well, and it's like, and I ran into, so like all this is going on and just before the crescendo, I start looking into my faith with open eyes, without all the cognitive dissonance, without all of the bias. I just want to know the truth. I just want to understand what I've always said. I believe, do I really believe it? I got my guts out on the table. I was four or five books deep. 20, 30 hours of listening to apologetics versus atheists and agnostics. I was so deep into this research, realized that I was far from certain. And then the biggest question of my life hits me with my child. And I, I just shattered. Um, I, I, without even knowing it, like I said, I clammed up. I would go walk, go on walks by myself talking and like trying to sort out but I felt desperate. I felt like Mm. I was in a fog. Like I was, I was absolutely alone and that no one would understand how I was feeling and that I was overreacting to all these things. And that if I could just be stronger, that maybe I could sort it all out with my child. Am I being too, am I, am I being too close-minded? Am I being too open-minded? Am I, do I even have a role? Can I say this? Can I say that? I was desperate and I felt Mm. like there was no answer. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then for me, I began, I began, like I said, all of that resulted in, in a further isolation where I didn't trust the people in my own house because of, because of a lot of different factors. But mm. for me, the, the biggest epiphany was just that I had a lot of unaddressed mental health concerns mm-hmm. that, that were amplified and aggravated when, when a huge one came into my life. And the realization is looking back on the history of my life, this, this is not necessarily a unique year. I can chart the years of my life and say, this was a huge, a huge moment of trial for me. And they occur every few years. You get your ass kicked every Mm -hmm. few years emotionally, but, but the last two years were, were different. I couldn't, I couldn't take it in stride like I had before. That's because and you had nowhere just, to go. Yeah. That's how it, 
that's how it felt. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is the places I had to go, I didn't, I didn't believe I could mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know? So anyway, that's kind of where I've been the last, I feel like it's been building the last couple of years and it culminated <clears throat> in the last few months. Um, I feel like I'm just now crawling, not out of it, but I'm crawling through it. And I feel like, you know, the, the phrase I have clung to is this too shall pass. And that's like, that's all I can, that's all I can do, you know, do my best and trust time, you know? So anyway, and counselors, lots of freaking counseling. So anyway, (laughs) I I think the self-isolation is always the telltale sign that something has gone wrong. Uh, Because I think just naturally as humans, like we, we are drawn to groups now. All of those groups have different meanings, but like as human, humanity is drawn to belonging somewhere, right? So when, when you start to take yourself out of having the ability to belong anywhere, um, that's when all of those things start compounding because now you don't have any other, and not that you should always listen to outside forces, but like you don't have any other outside voices in your head to kind of combat what it is that you know you're going through um and that's something that i learned yeah really early on in this in this pandemic i'm kind of the opposite like my life had gotten so hectic and crazy and busy just before corona hit so right at the end of 2019 Mm. i had been working on the biggest project I'd ever had in my entire life. It was a three and a half million dollar project for a big oil and gas company. And it felt like I had been doing all of the work by myself. I was putting in 12, 13, 14 hour days at work. There'd be days like I wouldn't leave work until nine o'clock at night. I get home, I get up and I do it all over again the next day. Like it was exhausting. Um, And the, the project started in... September of 2019. And by March of 2020, we were trying to wrap everything up so that we could start like collecting the payment. And that was when things escalated even more because oil and gas knew that shit was about to hit the fan. And so trying to get three and a half million dollars wrapped up, T's dotted, I's crossed, all or I's dotted, T's crossed, all that stuff, it was a rush right before all of the lockdowns to get everything submitted. And it was just pressure from my boss to be like, we have to, you know, we have to get this taken care of pressure from Mm. my client. That was like, you have to get me this information because if you don't get this information to me, like there's a good chance that we're not going to be able to pay you. Um, So it was just like, when we finally went home and I think it was March for, for me, it was March 19th, 2020 was the day that we were like, okay, everybody's going to stay home now. Mm -hmm. It was the first time in six months that I felt like I could breathe. So to me, when, when this lockdown first hit, it literally saved me because I was not eating properly. I was not sleeping properly. I was not taking care of myself at all. And if, if there hadn't been a shutdown, I don't know when I would have actually paused myself to take care of myself so that I could continue to do what I was doing. So Mm. I always kind of look at the beginning of COVID as like, it's one of those things kind of like, you know, for people that are believers, like sometimes like 
God, God is telling you like, yo, you got to calm down or you got to do this. And then if you don't do it, he's going to step in and he's going to move something out of your way for you. I really feel like that was, that was the moment for me. Yeah. Where it was just kind of like, now, you know, your health is like on the rocks yet you refuse <laughs> to take care of yourself. So we're just going to have to shut everything down. <laughs> like I'm making all COVID all about me. Right. Like, but I really do feel <laughs> like it, it gave me, it finally was something to give me the opportunity to stop. So, That'd be really annoying if COVID was yeah. because of you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Um, so at the at the beginning, that's how it felt. Like it, it was something that happened. And because it was such a global thing, like mm. it it really gave me the time that I needed to get myself back to some sense of normalcy. And then kind of once I leveled out, it was I felt fine. Like I I'm normally a loner. Like, I mean, uh, we still, again, we have our groups and I have my friend groups and my family, but I live alone. So it was, to me, it was not a big sort of change to not go out, like not hang out, not do any of those things. Um, so even up until now, that's not something that has really bothered me. I, I'm unbothered by staying home in my apartment and watching Netflix. Like I'm okay with that. Uh, but I think <laughs> we got into 2021 things are, you know, like everything is still shut down by mid 2021. I, the new thing that had cropped up for me is I had, I then had had too much time to myself and I began to like lay everything out. And it was kind of like, I do not like what I see in myself, in the direction that my career is going. Like there were so many things that it was just kind of like, none of this is moving like none of this is moving forward there's no progress happening and so um i started to look for a therapist but like of course like the medical insurance here is crazy and it's like you have to go to your doctor get a referral and then the refer you know anyway so it was it was such a chore to even get to the point where i could find someone to talk to that the insurance would cover but then when i finally talked to this person it was like you're like 80 years old. There's, this is not, I don't think that you are the person that I need to be talking to at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just, because, because to me, what I really yeah. wanted was someone to kind of help me with like a mid-career shift. Right. So I wanted mm. someone to talk me through those kinds of steps. And I was like, this, I don't think this is, this is, we're not going to mesh. And so she kind of recommended, which was probably like against her protocol. <laughs> she, she recommended life coaching. And so I kind of put some feelers out, talked to a couple of friends, found a reference for a life coach. And I started working with the life coach back in June of 2021. And I don't even feel like the same person that I was eight months ago now. Like it, it has helped open up the way that I talk to myself, the way that I treat myself, the way that I wow. take in information and the way that I process information. It, it has made everything just, I don't want to say easy. Cause that almost seems like cheating, but like everything feels a little bit easier. No, now. I guess it's like you, you finally learn how to navigate the bullshit in your own head. And it's amazing what your, <laughs> what your eyes kind of open up to, you know what I mean? It's just like, sometimes you, um, I've gotten much better about being consistent with like journaling. And sometimes I write something down on That's paper and I'm like, I didn't even know that that thought was up here. And it's like, but clearly it was because it came out on the paper. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's really given me the opportunity to clear my head. And now I don't feel yeah. 
as desperate or as dire or like the world is ending, you know, it doesn't feel as heavy anymore because I have learned how to manage my own mind. Um, And so I, I honestly think it was, it was, it was the best decision I could have made for myself at this time. So that's wonderful. That's great. (laughs) I guess it's my turn. Um, Oh, no, I'd like to talk about myself. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I always do this when I work. Like, tell us about yourself or yeah. whatever you're, you know, like in, appra- in appraisals. Oh, I don't yeah. want to talk. It's an interview. At the end of this, we'll determine whether or not you can be a podcast host. <laughs> uh, no. Do you know, like, yeah, we're that, not- do you know, it's really weird. Before we started recording, because I've spoke to both of you separately, I was like, I can talk and talk and talk. Like, now I'm like, oh. Uh, right anyway my impact on myself on my mental health like I think a bit like Stephen so I live in a house of four people including myself not six thank god (laughs) you have a dog Um, that's fine yeah I mean he's a late addition but yeah like he only joined a few months ago but the last two years the last two years I mean you know so okay so what happened was had I have known about COVID, nobody knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> had I have known, I would have not bought this house. <laughs> like, that—that's the—that is probably the biggest thing I would have done is not bought this house. I love this house. It's great. It's huge. Yeah. It's got loads of space in it, and probably has been really good for us in some ways, but not the one that has probably become the biggest thing that I've struggled with. So. Three weeks, so I say, okay, just, you know, like the last 10 years, I was, I've been living an hour away from here. Um, and that's where my wife's family is. And, and that was only half an hour away from my family. And so, and, and my friends and where I grew up. So where we lived before was really easy for me to go and see friends and family. Um, for my wife to see her friends and family. Um, but we decided that we wanted a big house because that's what we thought we wanted. But so just so people know, I used to live near London and living near London is bloody expensive. So to get even to go up another room, like was like another hundred grand. Like it was just insane. Um, so this house that yeah. I live in now would be was worth like if this house was near where my parents live in London, this house would be like a million quid or something like that, which is just insanity. Like, like, and, uh, you know, I mean, maybe not a million, maybe, maybe, maybe 600, maybe 600 plus, but like it's worth a lot more than I can afford. So we got it into our heads that we wanted big house, big house, big house. So we're like, okay, we're going to have to go further away from London, which means commuting. We won't be able to see friends and family as much, but obviously we didn't know what was coming. So we thought, well, that's fine. Like, you know, we'll just commute and, you know, or they can come and stay for here for a weekend or, or whatever. Um, so we move here. Three weeks later, the first lockdown happens. <laughs> and during the first three weeks here, though, we didn't move our kids' school straight away. So we were commuting for the first two weeks. We commuted. Oh, shit. Uh, we commuted every day back to where we used to live um, because both our jobs were still there. So it made sense. So our plan had been to kind of move our jobs around here, but you know, it's, you can't, it's not easy, easy to do everything at once. So we were commuting every day. We'd drop our kids at school. We'd both go to work. Um, and then one of us depend on, on 
what was going on would pick the kids up and and you know kind of could either because I could take my kids into into my office and stuff like that you know for the last sort of two hours or or I could go work from like a friend's or a family member's house with my kids until my wife finished and then we'd all jump in the car and then come back here so that was so the first two weeks we were here didn't even get to know anyone we literally it was kind of weird we'd literally get up and we'd be gone by seven in the morning and then we'd get back about six o'clock at night and we were and because of the day we were just exhausted um so anyway like getting towards the second week we were i was like look we've got to get these kids in the school around here i can't flip and do this like every day and because my job pre-covid did allow me to work from home like anyway no I, I not every day like one or two days a week or whatever so i was like okay so that will mean like i can actually stay at home occasionally and then go out occasionally um anyway so i remember we moved our kids schools and to a school near here three days into the school i still don't know any of the parents i haven't even met any of them on the third day um, which was the first day I worked from home, like, I get this phone call. <laughs> Can you come pick your kids up? Like, and because what my youngest one didn't feel well, and because obviously they were overreacting about COVID, I had to go pick up my kids. And then and I was told that they'd have to stay home for 10 days or something like that, um, because one, like both of them, even though my oldest one was fine. And literally they're home two days and that's when the government announced the nationwide lockdown in the UK and they were immediately homeschooled. Luckily, my wife got furloughed uh, and was able to become their teacher. And then I obviously had insane work pressures. I won't talk about my work, but but like um, off the back of COVID, things went insane. So that's kind of a start. But yeah, so the first year in this house, we obviously could kind of lose ourselves a little bit with homeschooling. My work was crazy. We wanted to decorate the house. So you kind of like, even though I know you talked about the the board, the, the you know, sort of the day in, day out being samey, I did feel like a little bit the same. And I remember making this comment to somebody about how I now live at work. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. and, and like... You know, I, I literally, uh, you know, I, I live where my office is now, like, you know. Um, and that's kind of like the first year I didn't notice it as much and I probably didn't let it bother me as much because I kept thinking, oh, I'm sure the government won't let this go on forever. This would just be a one-year thing. No, it was not. Like, so, <laughs> Boy, um, were you wrong. Yeah, no, no, I know. A lot of people were wrong. Um, anyway, so I kind of want to start the ground there. Anyway, first year kind of did fly by and it was a bit annoying. We promised that a lot of our freedoms would be returned. Last year, again, about five, six days before Christmas, I think they cancelled Christmas in the UK. You weren't allowed to see people and all my family were going to come here. Um, so we brought loads of food in and then obviously the government said nobody could see each other for Christmas. Okay, okay. You know, we all got, I still got on with it. You know, we did a lot of Zooms and stuff like that. And you still get thinking, you know, you can get through this, you can get through this. Um, and then in January, um, and I didn't realise until more recently uh, how affected I was by this, but my sister, um, who is about almost 10 years younger than me, her partner last January, on the 28th of January, suddenly passed away, um, 31 years old, uh, woke up in the morning, was fine, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, he, he died of a, uh, a bleed on the brain and obviously devastated me and my sister, obviously, the most, but obviously all of his family and 
like all of us, I mean, you know, for for the loss of Jamie, but also how my sister has really struggled for the last 12 months. My sister's like had counseling. Um, but I think it was that point, and now looking back, it was that thing that kind of triggered me thinking more and more about life and how I feel and evaluating stuff like that. And then like the last 12 months, I kind of feel like there's not really been much joy. There's been like nothing to really like look forward to. Um, and then over the last 12 months, like the isolation of living far away from my friends and family, um, you know, the living at work situation, you know, the real lack of freedom and just, yeah, this, this whole feeling of, I just want my life back. <laughs> I just want, I want to be able to see my friends regularly. I want to see my family regularly. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's kind of, what's been going on with me for COVID. But um, I was going to say, like, kind of jumping into our next talking point was, um, sorry, actually, before we move on to that, actually, like, when I say impacted, <laughs> the last 10 days, obviously, as you guys, well, Stephen and Jasmine are aware, I did have a sort of breakdown and... Uh, like, yeah, just, I just, yeah, it's all been very messy the last 12 days. I don't want to talk too much about the personal side of things, but like, yeah, there's been a lot of me. Yeah, it's not been great, shall we say, but I know we'll talk, we'll talk about that more in a bit, but yeah, it's kind of where it all came to a head. But I was going to say, like, what tools did we all put in place in the last 12, or last two years, sorry, to uh, survive this craziness that we're all in? So I know me and Jasmine put something in place, didn't we? We sure did. It's called a podcast yeah. that you're listening yeah, to yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I messaged Jasmine and I said, you know how we used to bat around the idea of a podcast? What better time? We are not going anywhere. Like yeah. what better time than to have a podcast? And I'll tell you what though, like I think we launched it like May or June in it was 2000. June. Yep. Yeah. Um 2020. And I tell you what, honestly, having that to look forward to every so we we kind of we did it like different dates originally like but mainly over a weekend and then we in the end we agreed friday night and actually it was like that was like my going out time friday night like yes yeah, like but it wasn't going out time it was actually just seeing jasmine and and honestly if anybody goes back and listens to maybe like the first 10 episodes they're probably yeah, don't really do that terrible they're probably do really that. bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there was probably a lot of pick it um, up in like september 2020 not june 2020 uh, yeah <laughs> And I think from September 2020, though, is when I think we started to feel more confident. um, And then we started getting guests on. Um, I think we definitely last year had a lot more guests than we had in the first year. Mm -hmm. But but that was also great as well, just having these different guests on every week. And then Stephen, like, came on. I think he did two episodes in December that first year. Uh, And then Stephen sort of was a lot with us quite quite a lot in the first six months of the year. And then obviously Mm -hmm. I know Stephen did have to dip away for personal reasons, which is kind of a bit what we're talking about now. Um, But honestly, having this to look forward to, I think, saved me for the last two years. Like, I don't know. I don't think anything bad would have really happened to me. But like, it's a case of it really is what helped me get through the last two years. So almost three years now. So yeah. to know what I, there's other things I've been trying to put in place. Like I know you alluded to going for walks and stuff, Stephen, but I've I've been trying to go for walks as well a lot yeah. more in the last two months. Like just because I just needed to get out of this house, I've been having this whole feeling of 
been really claustrophobic and almost feeling like I'm in prison and stuff like that. Like, you know, I just got to get out of here, like got to be on my own and, and stuff like that. So, um, so I've been trying to put in more tools like that. Um, I decided to join a gym, uh, went for the first time today, which felt really good. Uh, I've also been trying to make a lot more effort with, just calling different friends, like even different colleagues, colleagues that I used to sometimes see like a couple of times a week and chat to for 10 minutes. I haven't seen for two years. Um, and today I arranged actually to meet up in two weeks time with two former colleagues uh, in Windsor, which you may know for Windsor Castle. Uh, so we're going to, in two weeks time, we've got a beer in the diary. So are you meeting quite, up with the Royals? Yeah. Yeah. With Kate and Will. Like, so uh, like, uh, they can come along. Like, yeah. They're invited. It's fine. We we know they we, we know they we know they're listening. We know yeah. They are, yeah. Like. yeah. So um, but yeah, I've been trying to like the last few days, and so um, like one of the things I've done as well is so I've been working from home a lot. But one of the things I did was ask my work if like for two years I've literally been working at home. But I've asked if I can because they're not keen on people going back in. When I say they're not keen, like obviously they're trying to be safe but like if it's for like a well-being purpose like so i've gone and asked and said look i i need to see people i i just can't like anymore like i've got to see people like they don't even have to be people i know i've just got to like so when i went to the gym today for the first time it was nice that there's people in the room um like you know uh, and like i even today i i popped into the office just to you know um say hello and stuff and then tomorrow i'm gonna go in the morning and yeah like honestly i'm just like even though i won't i don't i don't really so the office i'm going to is not an office i used to go to before covid and but i don't really know any of them but i'm just looking forward to just saying hello and you know even being able to pop out lunch and grab a coffee and be around other humans like honestly it's like i you know i made a i made a comment today like i i got my suit out of the cupboard right like and i I said this to myself, I put my suit on to see if it fit. And also I've been quite impressed. I've lost weight the last six weeks, eight weeks. And my suit is actually like got some space. Like, you know, like, I'm not, like, uh, but anyway, I put my suit on and I just said like, cause I'm feeling good about going in tomorrow, like to the office. And I actually said this to myself. I was like, man, you can't keep me caged. I was like, I'm getting out. Like, like God, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this place. Like, honestly, like, you can't hold me down. Like, Nobody puts so, a baby in a corner. Yeah, that's right. You know, so, but that's like, because literally how I've been feeling. I've been feeling like so caged, like, so honestly, like, I just, I just need to get out. Honestly, I need, I need my life back. That's literally how I've been feeling. So, um, but I mean, I know we've talked about how the podcast helped me and I've talked about the social things I'm trying to do, but like, what about, like jasmine like what tools i know you talked about your life coach and stuff like that but was there anything else you've done or is it sort of just what you said and the podcast uh i make it a point to check in with people i am still not too keen on hanging out i am still perfectly fine like not seeing people in person uh but i at least talk to people more uh mm. than i had been before so yeah i'm I, I need to what about you Stephen? is there anything that you've put in place or are you still working on putting things in place <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was before COVID, I went through like a, a lengthy reevaluation of my health and mm. was really like on track to, to be where I wanted to be. Um, but then after the first year of COVID, I gained 
like 25 pounds and just felt um, no energy. And anyway, so this last year uh, I went and had blood work done and just kind of made it, made going back to the gym a priority uh, safely. But like, it's just, that's, I have, when I feel helpless, which has been kind of like the default way I've felt, um, I ha- I end up with a lot of anger, like residual anger. And the gym is, uh, is a, a good place for me to kind of process that. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, um, it gives me time to think, um, it gives me, gives me like a way to spend that, <clears throat> that, uh, currency, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't the, hulk out at home. The one thing that I, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I I went through a period where uh, my wife said I was mean, and I'm not a mean guy normally. I'm I'm pretty docile, so that was like kind of a wake up call or one of one of them. Um, but the the thing I really want to do is get back into to drawing um, because that's kind of a, uh, a a way for my mind to wander and process. You know, kind of like a it's kind of like a dream state as weird as that sounds where I'm not focused on my problems, but I'm processing them. So that's something I want to get back to. So, and yeah. just communicating with the people that actually love yeah. me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, are we going to geek, geek them? Did you want to? Oh yeah. So we, we talked about how we kind of started this podcast during COVID to give ourselves something to do, but like, has there been any part of like geekdom or nerdiness or pop culture that has been something that has also helped you, Stephen, to kind of get through these things? Um, yeah, Anna, believe it or not, I hate social media. Uh, but no, you're, you're you're on it all the time. Yes. What are you talking about? Yeah. You literally put, I'm going to brush my teeth because yeah. one of your statuses. <laughs> Steven is the worst. You, you tag uh, Steven like on Instagram or like Twitter or whatever, and he doesn't respond to you for four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Well, it's honestly, you try having, you try having a teenage kid oh, no. and you'll hate <laughs> social media too. <laughs> so, but um, I actually but had to take the, away. I had the, to delete the things a lot. Is Instagram. I was going to say I had to delete actually a lot of the apps on one of my teenagers' phones recently, like not because she was doing anything. She's not a teenager, she's almost 12. Um, Cause uh, I know I've just interrupted yeah. your flow, but she got some quite horrible messages from another girl at school. And uh, I was through Snapchat and I was like, no, like, I'm like, no, I'm, I said to her, yeah. I know this is penalizing you, but I don't care. Like, I'm not having it. Like I'm not going to have you upstairs in your room where you feel safe, getting messages that you shouldn't get. So I went yeah. for the time for the time being, they're gone. Like I just said, I know that's not your fault, but yeah. I can't I can't have people doing stuff like that. Like when you're at home, because she ran downstairs, I was sitting here and she's crying her eyes out. Like and I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. Like I've heard, I've heard all yeah. these horrible I've heard these horrible stories about people that. I'm not going to say, but like things that happen, like because kids are getting bullied online. And I was like, no, I'm not having this crap. So uh, I know it has penalized her, but yeah. in the long run, in the long run, I think it's better that she's not on social media. Like, not yet 12, anyway. Yeah. 12. Yeah, yeah. 12 is really young. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted your flow. It is. It's just, it's just... 
No, well, all I was going to say is, uh, you know, there used to be all these art community websites like DeviantArt and others uh, that that artists would post to. Uh, but Instagram has really become like a place to find professional artists that post all the time. Mm-hmm. And even though I can't draw, um, seeing like some of my favorite comic artists like Arthur Adams um, and, you know, uh, just post daily and see what they're what they're up to. It's it's just cool. It's kind of an escape and an inspiration, you know. So, um, also Dexter New Blood uh, just oh, wrapped I'm, up amazing, last yeah. night. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's been a big. Um, that's been a that's been kind of a big escape the last couple of months. So, oh yeah, that was good. That was good. That show, like, I think it ended how it probably yeah. should have ended, like. Like Jasmine's not yeah, watched it, absolutely. obviously. But like it, it, how it ended, like I, I am annoyed by the ending, but equally it should have it should have been like that previously. It should we shouldn't have had to have this to get that ending. <laughs> but I'm glad that they brought it back and they finally gave us the ending we should have got before. So and not the stupid lumberjack in the woods. Yeah, so, yeah, riding uh, off into the hurricane. Yeah, well, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I, I I'm yeah. honestly, you, well, you know, I do have to say, sorry. Go on. sorry. Look on. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, I I really did not see uh, Deborah's zombie uh, coming out of the ground and and vindicating Dexter. I didn't see that coming, so that was interesting. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. sure, yeah, Stephen. Sure. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna watch New Blood? I Jasmine. will eventually. Oh, okay. Do you know how it ends? Because I know you just don't care well, about spoilers. Yeah, Deb Zombie. Duh. Stephen just oh, said oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know how it actually ends? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. We, 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 won't, we won't ruin it for you, but yeah. So, but I would suggest watching it soon because there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of spoilers now everywhere. Yeah. Like, we're holding back, but yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. But you know you talk about New Blood, right? So, I think why... I know, I know Jasmine's much more of a binger, but I actually do quite like the actual weekly things that kind of get you back in, like gives you something to look forward to. And I think in the last two years, we've not had a lot of maybe public events to look forward to. So things like Captain, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, uh, The Boys, Invincible, you know, all these kind yep. of things have been like, you know, must-see TV. And it's been amazing to see, like, um, sorry to give us something to look forward to. Whoa, what's happened to Stephen's face? Uh, like so. Uh, anyway, so like to have something to look forward to. I think those event type shows have been really brilliant. Um, I also think getting back out into the cinema has been brilliant for me. Spider Man No Way Home was just honestly all year I wanted to see that show. So that film, sorry, that film. But yeah, um, what about you, Jasmine? Um, I definitely took this opportunity to dive deep into anime and manga and actually um, learning Japanese. Um, I have always loved reading, always. And I had never picked up an actual manga. Like I had watched anime before COVID hit, but like I was not a binge watcher of anime like I am now. Um, But I'd never read a manga before. So uh, I've bought my first manga and I was like oh damn this is kind of fun like plus it, it it's like a lot of them are they feel like books more so than comics like 
I read a lot of trades, uh, but like reading the floppies to me, it's, it's not quite the same. Like I, there's not enough heft in your hand to me. Uh, So like reading a manga actually felt like reading a book again. And I just like my first job ever was at a bookstore. So like, I love the feeling of holding a book and the smell of new books and reading books. So I have now filled out two shelves on my bookcase of manga, I've got a stack that I don't have any room for, like on my desk. Um, so doing a lot more reading and watching new things, but also like keeping, like keeping my brain going. Um, so I am now at level three, like with my Japanese. So I've I've really been kind of enjoying the wow. the the mental work that comes with not just kind of like having some some place to relax and unwind, but also like giving my mind something to do. Um, so that's, that's, that's pretty much the kind of stuff that I've used to get through COVID. Uh, yeah, I manga that's who knew, who knew manga manga would be the thing to pull me through COVID (laughs) manga, manga and anime were the answer to you. Yeah, exactly. um, (laughs) I was going to say though, like reading in general, I think is a healthy thing to do to take time away from, um but the thing was like i had been so busy before that i had it's almost like i forgot how much i loved to read like i had mm. not read a book any kind of book it didn't have to be manga or comics but like i had not read a physical book in years before covid hit so it it really kind of brought that back to me and kind of re reopened my love of reading and now i have not stopped reading since covid hit yeah i i've I think our podcast made us read a lot more as well, didn't it? So, and even you yeah. said to me, you've read a lot more comics and graphic mm-hmm. novels because of the thing, um, because of the, the thing, because of the podcast. Yeah, the book, the book club. Uh, yeah, well, the book club. But also we we do it in our weekly episodes as well, like more, more current stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and um, and equally, you know, you found some good shows like The Queen's Gambit last year too. So. Oh, yeah. Oh. Great. Great. I, I have become an expert at fast forwarding thanks to the queen's gambit it really really helped me get that fast forward motion going let me tell you <laughs> that's probably your favorite show of last year i think wasn't it so, it was my favorite show to fast forward through last year that's for sure <laughs> uh anyway so I, we've kind of covered a little bit of help and support but like i don't know if there's anything we have like i i mean i haven't mentioned anything but like if you guys want to talk about any help and support you had like you know once you've recognized there's a problem and you've i would say the recognizing isn't (laughs) for me the recognizing was kind of all at once so i think i'd known there was a problem for months for months if not six seven eight months but it wasn't like you know, there's a problem, there's a problem, there's another problem, there's another problem. Oh, hold on a minute. There's about 25 different problems now hanging over me. Um, And like, it kind of all just came out in one go um, around New Year time. And, you know, I'd probably been trying to talk about it, but I'd probably not been trying to talk about it well enough. Um, Like, and it's made me really realise like communication, you know, is important, you know, here, but like, like my mum and dad, my friends, you know, you guys, like, you know, probably, you know, to try and talk things through. Um, but I think equally when someone's talking through things, like not just to, I don't know, shut them down. That's what I think. Like, cause I think I tried to, 
you know, there's, there's people I've probably tried to mention things to and like been shut down. Like I'm not just talking about here, but like other places, like other, because people don't always want to hear bad news or like, because you know when you walk past someone and say, "How you doing? You right?" You don't want like that's an English thing anyway, but like, "How you doing? You right?" Like people don't want to hear, "Oh, I've had a yeah. terrible day." Like, and they're like, "I don't, I don't want to know." Like, <laughs> like, I just want to hear you've had a good day. Like, I don't want to hear yeah. the bad stuff. Like, yeah. but that's the thing though. Like when someone says that, maybe that's time to jump in and say, "Like, how can I help?" So, well, <laughs> I think uh, you as an individual, yeah. like whenever you realize that that yeah. you are going through something it is it's your job to find your group like oh yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah if no, you're I talking that, to like... like you know you talk to like you said sometimes you come across the wrong people and it sucks because like you look at them and you think oh man i really had hoped that you would be the person that would like help me or listen to me or whatever but like yeah, yeah. you when that one person shuts you down you just assume that everybody else is going to behave the same way and i think we all have a problem with that like it's like damn i just opened up and this is how yeah. you kind of respond to me opening up. I'm never doing this again, you know? And it's like, but no, that's not, that's not how it works. Like if, if you try to open up to somebody and that's not the person, then it, try it again. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. guarantee you, like none of us are alone in this. Like yeah. whatever you think you're going through that nobody else is going to understand that nobody yeah. could possibly, possibly have any idea how you specifically feel. I promise you there is a group out there that is just for you. Like also like right at the, uh, when COVID hit, like I was still in the process of doing all of my dental surgery. So like having to pause my own surgeries because the dentists were considered non-essential at the time. So it was like, I couldn't finish the work that I had already been working on for a year. So like, but then it's really frustrating because it's like, but my teeth are still not done and I still can't do this. And I still can't eat these things. And it's like, who am I supposed to talk to about this? And sure enough, like I said something in passing at work and one of my coworkers was like, oh yeah, I started that process last year too. And I'm like, shut up. Did you really? And it was just like such a relief to have someone to talk to about this one very specific thing yes. that in, in my head, I was literally like, nobody else is getting dental implants. Like nobody else knows how awful and horrible and stupid <laughs> this whole process is. And sure enough, like I said something and someone heard it and they were like, yeah. Oh yeah, me too. And I was like, Oh my God, let's talk, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I was yeah. going to say like, I think the talking to people thing is, is way more important than people mm-hmm. probably realize. Like, and I, I think the trouble is you got to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So you can't always recognize it, but like when you have recognized it, yeah. um, sometimes, sometimes you're recognizing it as you're blowing up. <laughs> so, Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. then, yeah, then you've just, just upset everybody in the room um so uh steven really has a problem with his camera right, so anyway um thank god he's wearing trousers you know Dude, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Oh, imagine, imagine like, yeah oh, no don't imagine don't imagine anyway so anyway uh yeah. but for me that that's sort of the talking to people i have you know i have spoken to doctors today um but I think for me, it's like the biggest thing for me is I need people. I need to like what all the things I'm trying to do is like social changes. Like I, you know, that's that's like one of the big things for me. There's other 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 problems. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about any real personal stuff. But like the yeah, but the people I need I need people. I'm a sociable guy. <laughs> I yeah. I need Mark my is friend. definitely the social one. I am 
not. <laughs> I, 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 I need my friends. I need my family. <laughs> like I've seen my mom and dad a lot in the last like three, two or three weeks. And I'm like, I need to see my mom and dad more regularly. I need to see my brothers, my sister. Like, you know, I just need, need to be able to have a beer with my friends. Like, you know, and I do know this where I am and where they, you know, an hour and a half away, that is something I need to really consider is, is having a big house, the dream. Yeah. But would I rather see my friends and family a couple of times a week? That's, that's what I'm sort of leaning towards. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I thought, but yeah, I don't know. Like, is there, um, anything you guys like we could sort of, I know we've been talking a lot longer than we planned. Is there anything you guys want to achieve at all? Like, is there any goals? Like you may not want to talk about all of them, but is there anything you want to talk about publicly? Yeah, I'm getting a new job in 2022. There, I said it. Put it out there in the universe. Put it out there for the whole world here. I want a new job in 2022. <laughs> I am sick of the job that I have now. Uh, I'm not going to go into those details, but that is literally the one resolution that I made this year. Was to is it is it in London? Job. It could be. I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, then we could do this in person. Like <laughs> you could be sitting over here. Like, yeah. In the front room. <laughs> yeah, in the front room. Yeah. Like that'd be weird. Like, but cool. Uh, be super weird. It'd be so weird just to chat like this across the table. Like yeah. it would probably take so long to get done, I reckon, if we're in person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Is there anything you want to achieve? Or or do you need um, to Yeah, I'd like I I kind of alluded to it before. Um, I want to get back to drawing. There's a, mm. a story that has a lot to do with um, kind of my personal experience the last couple of years that I want to tell. Um, so that's what I'm, you know, I'm going to put everything I was working on aside and focus on that because I, you know, the, the things that I like really hope, like anybody who's listening to this, that kind of go has, is where we have been or like is you know has questions about mental health for me like the, t- the two things I want to keep in mind myself are that I'm not alone I'm not an abnormal um, broken person that's outside the norm that all of us are struggling and like the truth of it is we're all just doing our best and that that phrase we're all just doing our best has been mm-hmm. a lot more consolation for me this year and has helped me have more grace for myself than, um, than I normally have. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to get back to, to drawing and, and kind of focusing on those mantras, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Was it something, um, the thought said to me today, like, sounds like you've had no joy the last 12 months. And there's probably, there has been things yeah. like, like I enjoyed my 40th and there's other, other social interactions I have joined for the, for the minimal ones that are like, um, you know, there, there's certain people that have made life a lot more bearable for me, like, and, you know, given me sort of reasons to wake up in the morning, but, um, but there's been no, you know, how we talked about that event TV thing, you know, like invincible stuff like that. There's been nothing kind of coming up on the horizon that you, you know, like yeah. to look forward to, like, you know, I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you've got 
a big party with some friends, you know, someone's 30 or 40 or for whatever, or a summer barbecue, you know, there's, there's like been none of that stuff like, you know, going on is yeah. or, or people obviously have to really restrict the numbers to like five or six people in the garden. You know, it's not like <coughs> pre COVID when I'd go to a friend's house and there'd be like 40 people in the garden and like everyone's having a good time, like mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So yeah, I think, I need more joy. I need more social interaction. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's other there's other things I need, but like those are the ones I kind of want to talk about. So um, but yeah. So and I think what um, Steven said is really important. Like there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with any of us, whatever your issue is, it is not abnormal. You are not the only person. You this is this is not something that no one else has ever heard of. Like we are not alone. We are never alone in our journeys, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. I'll stop talking about this. Well, now. Oh, oh, sorry, Stephen, is there more you want to add? Did you want to add more, Stephen? Oh, no, I just, um, this is, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I guess it's kind of dark, but I, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that, like, um, part of that, part of that, like, not being alone and not being abnormal, like, honestly, my, most of my life, I've been a very happy go lucky person. And I have never, never had what a lot of people would consider dark thoughts, but just again, to relate to anybody who like, you know, may have struggled. Like even I have gotten to the point where like the idea of not being around Mm. at moments, it, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like, it seemed like I could accept that. And I've never been there. So like, it's, I just want to stress like, that's you know what I mean if you if you get to the point where you feel that low where where like not living is like something that crosses your mind like that you have to you have to know first of all that that that's something to take seriously and to to include like maybe just trust the people that you know love you mm-hmm. if you if you've withdrawn from them you know and and also it happens to even the people who have been like, quote unquote, happy their whole life. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not a mark of shame to feel that way. It, it happens. And anyway, it's just take a breath and find somebody that, you know, loves you or like, there's so much support out there. There are suicide hotlines all over the place. And those people have a love for people. They, most of them are there volunteering because they can relate. So mm-hmm. anyway, I know it's, it's pretty dour, but, but the truth of it is like, I know that if I have felt that way, that, that you know what I mean? A lot of other people have been there or are there and it's just, don't be ashamed and take a step, you know? Yeah, no, I was going to, what you just said about the, the notes, we're going to, in our show notes, going to add mm-hmm. where people can find help and stuff like that. We won't read anything out now, but uh, there's details in the notes, either on the YouTube, like below, um, or on the podcast itself. So if you need extra help, just, you know, contact those people. Um, what I'd say is, obviously, if you're on YouTube, if there's things that you uh, think are helpful, please put those in the comments too. Like if there's any things that you've done to help like that other people may um appreciate like you know um just put them in there so uh i hope this has been an episode that you guys i don't know if i would say enjoyed listening to but like found helpful at all um so it's our it's our deep dive into us being completely honest and transparent we are human just like the rest of you 
We are not immune to any of the normal human emotions that people go through. We are not immune to the events of the world that kind of loom over all of us. Like it affects everyone and it affects everyone differently, but Mm. we're not alone. Like it, it, we can enjoy our nerdy things, but at the same time, we want you to know that if, if stuff needs to get serious, there are places that you can go for that. You can even come to us for that. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to talk about some of the things that you're going through. You want to talk about work issues. You hit me up. You want to talk about anything, anything that you think nobody else has a problem with. In fact, if anybody else has had dental implants, like, please hit me up. Cause sometimes I still feel really like messed up about that. Jasmine's <laughs> going to wake up. Jasmine's going to wake up the day after this episode with like 50 messages. And box, <laughs> like, she'll be like, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, um, it was a real struggle for me because like, I literally had to get used to a new face. Like when, Mm. when I got the implants, I did not recognize myself in the mirror. And that kind of cognitive dissonance was just like, I don't even know who that is. And I seriously, like there were some days where I was like, I have no idea why I even started this. Like, I I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, But like, again, opening my mouth and saying out loud, like, this is what is happening to me and it sucks. And for someone else to be like, oh my God, I went through the same thing. It changed everything. It literally changed everything. So was just it like quantum having... leap? Was it like quantum leap? <laughs> yes, it's exactly what? like that. What? Did you say, oh boy, every time you looked in the mirror? I sure did. I <laughs> sure did. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, yeah, get obviously speak to us. Yeah. Comments. But I mean, obviously we're not trained professionals, but you know, if you still want to speak to us, we're, we're always open. Well, I mean, except when we're asleep, you know. Um, it's true, we so... do sleep. Yeah. occasionally Stephen hasn't slept for yeah. about three weeks mark doesn't sleep though because it's probably like 3 a.m the sun's about to rise wherever he is like mark never sleeps. only only happened one time like only happened one time we were up way too late and like <laughs> the sun was coming up like i was like what is going on it's like saturday now like well into saturday like six six in the morning i think it was, it was like this is crazy like, <laughs> I was I felt so like crap the next day, um, but yes, it is half past two in the morning for me, so we will be bringing this to a close. Um, obviously, thanks for listening. Um, look, yeah, I mean we're all human, you know. There's nothing wrong with people for having down days or down weeks or down months, but like just, you know, life is fifty fifty. You yeah, are yeah, yeah. never going to be happy all the time, but at the same time, you are never going to be miserable all the time. Either, oh, so. no, no. So let's move into something positive. Our next episode is going to come out next week. Uh, or, well, actually, it's going to come out a lot closer than next week, but it's going to be our most anticipated 2022 shows, movies, comics, maybe some games, maybe some other crap. Yeah. Like, you know, so we'll figure that out. You can also follow us, Geeks and Niche, we're everywhere. Social media is Geeks and Niche, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Come say hi, come comment, like, share, you know, all that stuff. So see, see you there. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast, anywhere. Anywhere, Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are all over the place. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. I just realized we normally put um, a little uh, thing in the comments about uh, book club, which we have omitted, but I will show you now. January's book club is Reckless by Edward Baker and Sean Phillips. So from Image Comics, we actually, all three of us, will be back to talk about this chunky book here. Uh, that book, this episode will drop towards the end of January. We haven't figured out when, but it will be. 
Yes. Play. And we are going uh, to keep Steven around. We're going to hold on him. In fact, yeah. if we have to send another search party to Tennessee, we will do that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, We've got, we're we're going to get someone to tow that car. Like, yeah. so. <laughs> With Stephen in the car, like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be so funny if Jasmine looks out of her apartment window, like it's like Stephen, Stephen, like it's made it all the way down to Houston. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <sighs> it's too far to me. They have to get a boat, a boat or a plane. Yeah, uh, a boat would take you forever. Just don't take what? a Titanic. That's all. What? I mean, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to do that. Like, I don't think anyone would ever re like give it Weren't another they, name. They, they were trying. I'm pretty sure they were trying to find another transatlantic boat, and they were going to call it the Titanic Two or something like that. Weren't oh, they? Oh, who would get on that? Like, <laughs> electric Boogaloo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would not get on that. So, if someone said, oh, "I'll get on the Titanic," like in 2023 or four, whenever like you know it comes out, I'll be like, "No, no, no, no!" Like, mm-hmm. do. I'm not getting on a boat on Titanic. I'm not suspicious, right? I'm not, but I'm still not doing it. <laughs> I'm, not do- I'm not doing that, and I'm not getting on a boat called Poseidon. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing, doing that either. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Wasn't there... <laughs> oh, what's that boat called? Uh, Mary Celeste. I'm not doing that either. Which one is that one? Oh, hold on. Yeah, Mary uh... Anyway, we're going to let you guys go. Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. please, sorry, please sorry. be sure to join us next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back to our sorry. regular shenanigans. We're waffling. We're waffling. Yeah. This is what we do <laughs> off, off air. Like, but yeah, the Mary Celeste. Thank you.